this will uh, toast your buns. Certainly toasted mine. Uh, when it comes to spending in the province of Ontario, uh, you know, we hear it all the time because the unions, the opposition, they always say that we, you know, the Ford government's not spending enough. You get all these commercials about how they're making all these draconian cuts. And I'm like, oh, please cut something for the love of God, cut something. Because when you actually follow the dollars since 2018 and what Ford has spent, I mean, they've spent more than the Wynn government. The rate of spending is growing faster than the Wynn government. The spring budget signals there will be more spending than the Wynn government. So when you look at it right now, it was 11700 for each person in Ontario under Wynn. Now it's $12,405. And they'll say, well, it's inflation. But, you know, Doug Ford ran as a fiscal conservative, but he's spending more like Kathleen Wynne. And had he not spent, we would have been able to see possibly cuts to taxes, income taxes paying down debt, all the things that are good. Let me bring Ben Eyes into the conversation. He's a senior fellow at the Fraser Institute and the studies author, so you had to parse through all these numbers. Ben, good of you to join us. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right, when you go through the numbers, I mean, because this is not what Doug Ford campaigned on. This is not what his job was to do, was not to spend more money. Um, they'll, they'll justify this, though, as, you know, pandemic spending. They'll justify this as, well, we're in an inflation time. What do you take from the numbers? Well, you're quite right that uh, this is not; these are not the commitments that were made uh, when, when the Ford government uh, first took power, and that's re- really an important reason the way we've looked at these series of reports. One of the things that we think is important to do is hold governments to account uh, and say whether or not they've met their obligations. People can can disagree about what governments commit to doing, uh, but whether or not they actually deliver on what they promise is an important thing to look at. And certainly, in the case of the Ford government, there's a number of respects when it comes to spending, uh, taxes. Uh, and uh, and dealing with the public debt, which is a huge issue in Ontario, it has not uh, it has not followed through on the commitments it made. Uh, the Ford government uh, on the the, the the Ford campaign was highly critical, and the Progressive Conservative Party was highly critical in opposition of spending uh, under the Wynn government. But as you mentioned, they are spending more on a per person inflation adjusted basis. So you referred to the issue of inflation, but our figures actually uh, adjust for that. So they're spending significantly more money per person, uh, even after adjusting for inflation, than the Wynn government did which is really quite remarkable given the pre-election uh, rhetoric way back when they were running for office uh, in the first time. And so that's meant there hasn't been money available for the other things that they said they would deliver, uh, tax relief, reducing the debt. Those things haven't happened. And I think it's important to understand that those things are closely linked. Uh, whether or not you can reduce taxes, whether or not you can address public debt, have a lot to do over time with whether you're spending more. And spending more is the choice that the government is making. Yeah. And I would I would dare say, Ben, that people will say, well, they might be spending more on me, but I certainly am not getting by or it's not helping as much. And then you flip it around and, you know, say, well, look, we could pay down debt, maybe offer tax relief. And that just doesn't sound sexy to a lot of people, even though there would be some pretty good savings in there if they could actually do what they, you know, stop spending. Yeah, that's a, gr- a great point. And it's interesting to ask whether or not uh, people feel that there's been an increase in the quality of public services as a result of the increase in uh, the government spending. Certainly, uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, groups that complain that there isn't enough spending aren't seeing uh, the value for the money that's being spent. Uh, but you're right. Uh, people may not immediately uh, think that uh, the tax, tax relief uh, or uh, reducing debt, see how, exactly how that translates into their well-being. Uh, but it, that's one thing we look at in the report. How much could the government have done to address that? Uh, we calculate that the government could have, if it had kept spending at the level that it inherited from the previous government, it could have the uh, HST about two percentage points lower. 
Uh, so it'd be 2% less on every purchase that people make on most goods uh, that they buy. That's very substantial. On average, income tax filers in the province uh, could save a little less than $900 per year. So that's real money. And that's yeah. what's been given up uh, in exchange for higher spending, which, as you, as you note, is not clear whether that spending has increased to higher quality public services, where we know uh, that $900 in your pocket or a 2% lower tax rate on G2 percentage point, excuse me, a lower tax rate on HST uh, translates into a higher quality of living for people. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can make the books look, I think, however you want. You know, you can move the dollars around and show mm-hmm. essentially and tell the story that you want your government to tell. And I have a lot of respect and time for our Peter Beth and Falvey. Uh, having said that, you know, um, the numbers just don't add up in, in areas like we've got this $22 billion surplus. You've got the unions and everyone saying, spend it. We have needs. And others saying, no, pay down the debt or, or, or you know, get rid of the things that are, are costing us. But I don't even know if that $22 billion is actually, actually exists. And so when you hear the numbers where they've got this huge you know, pot of, of money that they're sitting on, um, no one knows where it's allocated or if it actually exists or if it's just spin. I, I, it's projections for this year. Uh, so I, I don't know whether one wants to call it spin, uh, whether it exists. Those are sort of interesting, very interesting questions. Uh, but what they are is projections and whether or not they'll come to pass. Uh, is hard to know. And it's very important for governments to be prudent. We've seen over the last few years uh, that there have been projections of certain amounts of money coming on, but but stuff happens uh, and it doesn't always. Yeah, like a port strike in BC. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so projections are only that. And it is certainly, I think, regardless of where we end up uh, for the surplus or deficit in the current fiscal year, uh, it would the government isn't sitting on a pile of money. It's sitting on a huge pile of debt. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the notion that it's just there to be spent uh, to me, is misguided when you're talking about a government that's approximately $400 billion in debt at about $30,000 per person. Uh, taking action to address that, uh, or at least recognizing that those liabilities exist, I think should puncture the idea that the government is simply sitting on money. Uh, it, it may have taken more money than it spent th- this year, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. Uh, on the operating budget at least. Um, but it has an awful lot of liabilities that are from what's been accumulated over the past decade and more. Yeah, well, look, the government's making a lot of money um, off of inflation. And, uh, the, you know, if they want to help us, then pay down the debt so it doesn't, you know, keep it exacerbating the problem and or it does uh, give actual um, relief. Nonetheless, uh, we all go ahead, Ben. No, that, that's quite right. And paying down the debt isn't just something that economists uh, sort of uh, make notes about or that matter uh, on, on that sort of academic level. It directly translates into dollars and cents. All of that debt and interest needs to get paid on it, and that's money uh, that comes out of the budget, which could be, uh, regardless of your priorities, people left, right, or center, uh, if you prefer it to be spent on health care, if you prefer it to be turned into tax relief, uh, all of those things are things that people would generally rather see money spent on uh, than servicing public debt. Uh, so there's real costs to refusing to, declining to, and not focusing on uh, debt reduction over time, which, again, is exactly what the Ford government promised it would do yeah. when it took office. Well, you know, they've got uh, two and a half years uh, to kind of course correct before the Liberals get someone in place and get their game ready and uh, and the NDP uh, do whatever they do. Uh, but, you know, it, it, they have aggravated, I think, the base, which wants them to pay down debt. Uh, but there's just so much need out there and certainly demands. And we, we still haven't even gone through the education um, uh, negotiations. God knows how much those are going to cost us. This is an important point, and it's one reason for governments to be prudent and not simply to say, well, we're projecting an uh, operating uh, budget uh, this year, so we better find a way to spend it uh, or address people's uh, immediate demands for money here and now. Uh, there are additional costs coming. There's pr- pressure coming on provincial budgets in the long run 
uh, from rising health care costs. Uh, so now certainly the time the government should be being prudent, recognizing that in the short and long term, there's going to be pressures on the budget and not to sort of jump to the idea that because uh, the books might be looking better uh, for a one year period, that it needs to spring into action to spend that money. Yeah. Uh, that would be a really misguided uh, way to think based on what's happened in the past and what we can see coming in the future. Oh, God, there's too many moving parts out there. There's too many, uh, too many rainy days threatening. So uh, I tend to agree with you. Ben, very much appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks so much for inviting me. Appreciate it. Bye. There you go. That's Ben Eisen, author of this particular report. So uh, can't call yourself a fiscal conservative if you're spending more than the last government. Again, my question goes to, are we doing better than we were before? I don't think so. I think a lot of people are just struggling.